Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Society doesn't want you to blame anything but yourself. It's a trait, not mental health. People out there is not going to understand you until you let them know. You definitely got to take into account your mental health. You have to tune into your own mind. What's going on? It's your man Casanova Williams with another Black Men's Mental Health podcast. Um, I want to keep. Uh, first, I want. I, I have to thank everybody for getting us on the, the list. Uh, top in the world, seventy three for uh mental health podcast in the world. Um, we are twenty three on all Black mental health podcasts at thirty six for best podcasts. Oh, it could be reversed. I don't know, but let, let, we're on lists. Okay, let's just put it like that. And with the thousands hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there to be on any list uh in uh from the top you know 50 to 30 to 20 is 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 phenomenal and um thank you so much for supporting uh this podcast i'm always going to give thanks when i start off because i'm never going to get too big headed to the point where i don't understand that this podcast has been a journey not only for me but everybody listening as well so many people have said they listen to this while driving listen to this first day in the morning so i appreciate everybody and i mean i really do trust me we're on this journey together and you have seen me come from somebody that was broken somebody that was mentally broken to somebody that is overcome and continues to overcome that but that was only possible uh through this podcast and y'all listening so i thank you for that um i want to continue about talking about victimized being victims all right i read this article if you follow me on instagram at black men's mental health podcast i posted something uh the other day where um it was a transgender person that was in um that was in jail first day of let, let's go back they are in jail for murdering their foster father or father i don't know the allegations i don't know what happened but at the end of the day they murdered this person and they were sentenced to a certain time in jail i don't know if it was life in jail 34 years i i to me it, it, the details don't matter because at the end of the day this person is a convicted murderer because this person claims to have been transitioning as far as like from male to female they put uh this person into the um female facility right okay fine you know whatever um we're not here to judge like i said i don't know the 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 details of the the situation but at the end of the day this person was convicted for murder and is in jail for it that's all i know now while in this a female facility this individual this transgender that was transitioning got two females pregnant now if you understand how it works when it comes to um, being in jail, any sexual encounter is not considered consensual, consensual, consensual. It could be seen as rape or being taken advantage of. So, you know, if a correction officer has sex with uh, 
somebody else in the facility, it seemed as uh, some type of sexual abuse because at the end of the day, you have the power. They don't. So whatever. OK, fine. People have argued about that, but, you know, fine. That's just how it is. Two inmates having sexual encounters also seem as uh, not right because of the situation. Now, this biological this biological man is in jail that claims to be transgender, got put in a female facility to me, took advantage of the situation and sexually assaulted two women. You know, um, now let's be real. I'm sure those women were very happy uh, in a sense to um, see a man or man parts and to get some some loving in there, I, I'm sure. And I'm sure that that uh, the transgender had more intercourse with party, more women in there. So I, I'm not in any way saying that these women were the poor, sorry victims. But in that situation, right, it can be argued that he took advantage of the situation being a, a biologically male um, and taking advantage of, of a female's um, needs in those type of facility, right? We could, that, that, that's an argument. Not saying that's exactly what happened, but that's an argument to say that. So once the uh, state found this out, they felt that the women weren't safe in there, that they weren't able to complete their sentence, that, that he was a predator in a sense, in a sense. So they removed him. Uh, this transgender, let me just be called transgender. I won't say he, she, I say transgender. Remove that person and place them into the, a jail that aligns with their biological uh, sex, which is male. So they put them in a male jail. Um, in this jail, um, this person, this individual stating that they are mistreated, that the guards will not um, address this person as the gender they see themselves as they see themselves, which is a female. Um, and and apparently mutilated one of um, his texts, uh, their, their text texticles. And committed suicide in a sense. Okay, so that's the story. Let's go. Let's go back. And this is why I say that we never address the underlying issues anymore. Okay. Now, apparently, you know, uh, this is speculation, but this person was adopted. Um, obviously didn't have a, the best upbringing and no matter what reason that it happened, this person felt the need to murder their father, regardless of the reasons I, you know, it could be the person was abusive, could be person. So it doesn't matter, but this person felt whether it was an evil intent, whether it was a protection intent, no matter what it was, this person felt that they needed to murder this person. 
Now, I'm sure there's a more history there, but I'm just going off of this fact right here. You know, somebody could come and say, well, you know, Cass, there's more. And that's fine. But regardless of the issues at hand, this person thought there was no other choice in their life, but they had to murder this person. Now, obviously, there's trauma. There's a lot of mental uh, things going on with this person. Um, on top of feeling that they were, they are not the person that they were born to, th- that they were born with. Um, that's a tra- that's tragedy right there in itself. I'm not here to defend nor nor uh, bash this person. It is was I'm just stating the facts of the case. Facts that they murdered somebody. Facts that they wanted to transition. Facts. But obviously, there's a lot of trauma in this person's life. And that's when I say a lot of times with the transgender issue is that it used to be a disorder, uh, you know, gender dysphoria, uh, believing that they're trapped in a body that they're not supposed to be in. Obviously, things were not addressed. Something was not addressed with this person for many years for them to get to this point. They go to jail. And they. And he's with this person, I'm sorry, is with other women, which kind of is, are you a woman that likes other women? Which is kind of weird. Like, that's a whole nother thing, too, as well. Like, if you believe you're a woman and you transition to be a woman, but then you still like women. I that That's a, a, a something to be discussed as well, because. Obviously, this person has a lot of trauma in their life. See, in the and now the 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 story isn't this person's trauma, what they went through. The story is that this person is a victim now because they're in an all-male jail. We tend to, to miss the bigger picture in these situations anymore. We are a society now that misses. The issues. We don't want to understand the cause of how did it get this far? We want to just say, oh, this poor person. It's like with abortion. Do I believe women have should have the right to choose an abortion if they want to? Yes, I've stated several times. I think they should have the choice no matter what. But see, we don't talk about how did a woman get to that point to have to make that decision. See, we if, if intervention, help, available uh, medical, mental uh, counseling was available, we wouldn't get so far to have these issues. Um, a man couldn't control your sexual, uh, your 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 body if if you never get to that point to let them. There's so many stages that a person can be saved that we don't talk about those stages anymore. Where's the campaign of, of, you know, addressing abuse, of counseling for people that have 
sexual identities that are, that are conflicting with how they were born. I'm not saying that this counseling would change somebody or change their idea. Not at all. But I am saying that if we had procedures, people, things, a, a society that looked into addressing issues early, we wouldn't get to the extremeness that we have today. Let's just talk about transgender people. If we had proper counseling, not counseling to try to switch them or to uh, to to tell them they're wrong, but counseling to have them understand why they've come to this conclusion, whether it's sexual orientation, whatever. They will be fine. It's like marriage counseling. I know because some people may say, well, why would they need counseling? Heterosexual. It's like marriage counseling. It's always good to go to marriage counseling. Most church churches and, and things advise marriage counseling for you to talk about this because it's a major step in your life. Um, you know, um, I want to be married. I know I'll be a good husband, but I want to do counseling with our faith provider or counselor in general to talk about marriage and the expectations of marriage and to talk about it. So when you do get married, at least things will put on the table. Now, of course, there's always problems and issues and things that will come up that wasn't addressed. That's just life because you can't anticipate everything that could happen. But at least there was some preparation, some understanding for this is the life that I want to live. I think the same thing should go with anybody that's thinking about living a different sexual life. You know, there's there's counseling to young men and women about sex, about the expectations of sex and protection and all that stuff. There's counseling for that. So why shouldn't there be counseling for people that are transitioning or deciding to live a lifestyle that is not with their birth gender? Let's put it like that. I think that's healthy because now this person can understand that their decision, why they came to the decision and and have understanding, strength and knowledge of moving forward. Then also it could be revealed that maybe this isn't a. A uh, I was born this way, maybe there are other factors that led to it. Um. But I'm not concluding that after counseling, you, uh, you know, that it, the counseling shouldn't be met, uh, shouldn't be meant to deterring you from doing it. It should just be an understanding of why you're doing it. Because you're not going to get any type of, you know, you can't go to another person that transit. They're going to say, yo, you're good. Do this. You know, like you have to go to somebody that's like neutral. You know what I mean? To explore and understand. Um, but these things don't happen in our society. We want to address the issue when there was many steps that could have happened before. But now we just want to address the issue. And now people are the victims. I am not saying that this person truly wanted to transition. I'm not saying that this person is, is, is you know, had ill intent 
at all or you know i'm not saying they are not feeling the way they're feeling but i am mad at our society for making it seem like this person is a victim in this situation we are sympathetic to this him i mean her they whatever now but we weren't there for this person when they were growing up. There wasn't resources for this person to explore, to understand before this person made the decisions they made. Do I personally feel sorry for this person? No, I do not. Um, I don't feel sorry for this person because regardless of anything that would have happened, they made the choices they made. But it just shows you how something like this is getting attention, getting an article when it should. Because this person should have had help earlier in their lives before they made the decisions they made. We are a society that will purposely fall in a hole. And then complain about the the purposely fall in the hole. Then complain about us falling in the hole. We don't want to address that person actually saw the hole and fell in it. They don't take accountability. And then this the then our then civilization don't the the the, the city doesn't take accountability that they let the hole be there. Like there's no accountability anymore. Everybody's just a victim. You know, people that cry abortion is wrong, that abortion is horrible, are the same people that won't help young babies and children get adopted. It's the same system that makes abortion adoption almost horribly difficult to do and expensive to do. But mothers that are low income, that have records, have children every day and we don't address, we don't protect those kids. Um, It's, it's weird. You know, you, you think about it, like if this person, if these people care about life so much, then a mother that's on drugs, a mother that has a criminal history, that's in the domestic, that's an abuser, all they are free to have kids with no oversight. But a person that has a job, that is a good person that wants to go adopt, has to jump through hurdles to adopt the child. We are a society that does not care until we want to solve the end results, but how you get there, we don't care. Where is the advocation for condoms and and protect and and, and protective measures against pregnancy? They want you to say I should have the right to have an abortion, but the same people don't want to address any type of protection, birth control, condoms, lubes, anything, nothing to prevent it. I should have fun, do what I want. And when I don't want the baby, I should have the right to abort it. That's the logic. I'm a transgender person. I should have the right, even though no matter all the wrongs I do, still because I'm transgender, 
you should feel sorry for me. Do we not understand? And like, like I said, I have never said that transgender people should have rights. I never said that Wade versus Roe was right. But I always try to preach this mentality of being a victim of things you caused. And we keep playing this game in society of causing this heartache, causing the pain and playing victim to the results, but not trying to be, we don't prevent anything anymore. When it's easy to prevent it. You know, when a child is playing with girl stuff, I saw this article and this could be a false article, but this goes to the mentality that people want out there because somebody actually did this and put it out there, whether this is real or false, but somebody put it out there, you know? So it was uh, a, a, um, Transgender couple, both of them transitioned one to a girl, another to a boy, and they had a child and they said that they were happy because their child is a transgender baby because they put pink in front of one, a girl doll one, a boy doll in one, and three out of five out of three times they picked the girl doll. So they know that this person, this their baby is a transgender, this is a boy, transgender, and they welcome to his family. Now, when I was a child, I used to go through my mother's makeup, throw on her heels, do these things because children imitate what is in front of them. They know no better. They don't know what gender is. They don't know what these things are as babies. They just see what they see. Environmental psychology is definitely something we don't talk about anymore. If I'm in a household full of dolls and women and stuff like that, I will tend to imitate those things because that's all I see. But that doesn't mean that that child is going to grow up to be gay, bi, lesbian, or transgender. It's just their environment at the time. For us to have this idea that children understand their gender at the age of one or two is absolutely ridiculous. Um, And for parents to reinforce it, there's support and there's reinforcement of a bad behavior. With the child, if a child hits another kid, and you say it's okay to hit kids, the child's gonna to continue to hit kids. Simple psychology. Because their parents, who's the authority the authoritative figure, is encouraging that behavior. So the kid is gonna naturally think that it is okay for me to hit other kids. So they're gonna to continue to do it. Even if a teacher says that's not right. And others say that's not right. But if your parents, your 
single or double authoritative figure in your life says it is okay to hit kids, then you will continue to hit. That child will continue to hit and it will be imprinted in that child that I can hit who I want because my mother and father or mother whoever said it was okay. Do we think that a child has that understanding when they're one, two, three years old that if I the child grabs a skirt and the parents say that is okay and they start encouraging that, that the child, it will not be imprinted in their head that I can wear skirts. Simple psychology, simple psychology. Support and encouragement are two different things. You can't support a child that young. There is no support. Support is based on a belief, a a want, a need that you are not encouraging, but you're saying, I support your personal decisions. I support your action. I support what you're doing. But a child is not at a point to have to have support. They're looking for acceptance, encouragement, leadership. And if you're buying dresses and start dressing them up, you're imprinting that into their mental at a young age to the point where they believe that it was their decision because you told them it was their decision. No person remembers when they were one or two saying, I knew what gender was and I chose to be the gender that I wasn't born. By time memory happens and they say, well, as early as I can remember, I was playing with dolls and and wearing skirts. It was already imprinted in them before their memory formed the memory of they can remember formed through encouragement from the parents or the environment. Now, this is not saying that there aren't people out there that truly are transgender or bi or lesbian or gay that that, you know, that that's who they are. Nobody's saying that. But that is developed at the ages where a child now understands the world and has the right to, and has the right to choose because they understand the world. They understand that I am a girl. I am a boy biologically, but I don't feel that way. Now they could form their own decisions. And even with that, there should be support of that support, not encourage support of that decision. And when I mean support is like having to understand and come into terms of why I feel this way. To explore that it's not because of any influence or anything imprinted on them at a young age. It's because this is who I am. This is where my thinking has come from. This is how I developed here. Now I understand who I am. That's the type of counseling. I don't believe in those you know, get straight camps or, you know, uh, the devil. I, I don't believe in none of that stuff. You are who you are. But 
it should be understood why you are who you are. Just like boys and girls go through that understanding of who they are as a man to grow up. You know, you grew up in in, in an environment that teaches you what it is to be a man. Um, Families, you know, you look at your father, mother, uh, women look at their mothers to understand what is to be a man, what is to be a woman, what is to be married, what is to be a relationship, have friendship. We learn these things. (laughs) Same should go for somebody transitioning in any way. There should definitely be counseling for them to understand why I am where I'm. How did I get here? Like I said, I want to make this clear. I am not saying that there aren't people. I don't, I, I want to make this clear. Let me make this clear. I'm not saying that the counseling should be uh, anti anything. It should be a counseling of understanding, of support, of understanding and support, not of convincing you either way. So back to this uh, person that's in jail, um, played the victim now. Now they are the victim. And their support. There's people out there crying. There's people out there um, going through their, oh, this person should be this, person should be that. And um, it's wrong. Let's be real. It's wrong. We can't be a victim You can't be a victim of a situation you caused I believe in that 100% And I reflect on that in my own life I look at things that I went through And I can't say that I'm a victim Only when I started to realize Of my mistakes and things I did to cause it That I truly started to become successful in life I took responsibility for the things I did to get where I was. And I prayed and worked hard to get out the situations. That's okay to to want to get out your situation, to want to be better, to want to do better. That's fine. But we can't play the victim of situations we caused. This person was in a jail that that they identified themselves with. But instead of them, you're in jail. Now, we know these things happen in jail. Don't get me wrong, but they're not supposed to. You went and violated the jail rules, right? Normally, when two people are engaging in any sexual acts in jail, they get in trouble, whether they separate cells, they get separated, whatever. They get, you know, you violated. The rules. You engage in sexual encounters with women in there. Now, the state is supposed to believe that you are identifying as a woman, but you're sleeping with other women. You got them pregnant. Now, now there are going to be children born into this world that are going to be born in prison and put into foster care. How many, what could the jail have done to prevent that? Let's be honest. Yeah, the the, the facility is watched 24 um, seven. 
And we understand that. But what are they supposed to do to stop that from happening again? There's already two women pregnant. So that's two children. How many other women, women over time would be pregnant by you? How many other women will be in that situation? Because, you know, women, most of them aren't lesbians in there. They like men and you have a men, man tool that they probably want to use. So a lot of women would probably be. So how many pregnancies, how many often children would there be? You're there for a long time. There's a lot of women in that come and go. How many how many children should be born in that facility? Because of you not following the rules, you're not only impacting the life of yourself, but you're impacting the life of that child. So they did the right thing. They removed you because it was a it would be an ongoing problem. They couldn't stop you. So they did what they felt they need to do to protect the women in there. Because now this woman has a child that has to carry for nine months and has to give up her child. How many women in that facility would have gotten pregnant? So we need to stop causing problems and then crying about it. We need to stop looking at ourselves as victims. When I stopped looking at myself as a victim, that's when my life started to improve. I used to, when I went through my mental health and I went through everything I went through, I used to blame everybody else. I have podcasts where I'm talking about people that do you wrong, blah, blah, blah. And that's true. Until I realized that everybody that's done me wrong in my life, I allowed into my life. Everything that's happened negative in my life, I exposed myself to that for that negativity to happen. We have to stop playing the victims because we're not victims. A victim is somebody walking down the street. And then somebody randomly comes up and just cuts them or shoots them or robs them. That's a victim. A victim isn't somebody that goes into the worst neighborhood in the world, walks down the block and then gets robbed. Then they're shocked they got robbed. Is a tragedy? And should that person have been robbed? No, nobody deserves that. But if you go into fire and you get burned, you can't be surprised. That's how I look at it. Yeah, you went in there to save people. I commend you on that. That's great. But don't be shocked if you got burned. You went into the fire. See, we keep, we're a society that goes into the fire and get mad when we get burned. We go into the fire thinking we shouldn't be burned. Why are we burnt? This is unfair. And we need to stop that. I only speak about things that I did myself. I can't, I'll be a hypocrite if I talk to you and I tell you these things and I don't practice it myself. I practice it every day. And like I said recently, like there was a lot going on. I had a lot of blessings happen to me, but a lot of things were happening where I almost was at the end. I was financially wasn't doing well. My marriage wasn't doing well. Everything 
was not doing well. And I blamed everybody else for it. So not to reiterate myself, but, you know, I always do. But, you know, I, I realized that about myself, I, you know, because we tend to do that. I fell victim of that victimization as well. I looked at everything bad that happened to me and said to myself, it's because of other people, other things, other situation, or I just have bad luck. But if you truly look at things with an honest and open lens, you would see what you did to cause that. You know, I would be mad at the people that I did business with. But then I look at the people I did business with. I chose to do a business with somebody that already had flaws coming into the business. How can I get mad about that? I got mad at at others for not recognizing things that I never told them. I, you know, I got mad at my wife for not recognizing my needs when I never really told her my needs. I expected her to know my needs. I got mad at the world for not allowing me to do certain things. I got mad at job situations that I possibly didn't get or situations that I didn't get. I got mad at a lot of different things. I got mad at a lot of different things when I looked at it and said, maybe it's the type of jobs I'm going for. Maybe it's the type of people I surround myself with. I got mad at people that I knew were flawed that just acted the way that acted their not their 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 nature. I got mad at them for how they treated me. I got mad at everything and believed that I had bad luck. When at the end of the day, I didn't have bad luck. I had bad choices. I had bad decision-making skills. So I sit here to say that playing the victim is the worst thing in the world. And we're in that society. And I got caught in that as well. Yes, mental health is something that happened to me over my life as far as like death and loss and a lot of things that happened. But I have the I had the power to change things and be better. And at some and at some point, I didn't choose to be better. I blamed everybody else. Then I got mad at the situation I caused. And that's what we do as people in our society. We cause problems and issues and get mad and play the victim when those things happen. Even from a man's point of view, Roe versus Wade, I have sex with a woman unprotected, ejaculating her. Then I'm crying, whoa, when she's putting me on child support, when she doesn't want to have that abortion. I did it to myself. I had the power to choose to not be there. I had the power to choose not to be with that woman. I had the power to choose to not have sex with her. And and the thing was, I could have had my kick into, I could have had protection. I could have, uh, you know, pulled, I mean, I could have done something, you know what I'm saying? To prevent that. But I choose, I chose not to, but then I'm crying about the results. See, that's what this gentleman did. He chose, she, the person to transgender chose to engage in sexual acts with people inside of a facility he wasn't supposed to. And the results are going to be two children that are going to grow up without their parents or be born in the system. But you're crying about 
the, the, the system make a decision to remove you from a toxic situation in general. That's playing the victim. And now articles are out trying to give sympathy to this individual. Everybody wants to be the victim, but nobody wants to take personal responsibility. And I will continue to talk about this. Because one of the things being a life coach and being a success life coach that I learned is that you have to take responsibility to be successful. But that's in my other podcast that will be launching next week. But yeah, I appreciate everybody for listening on this podcast. Check me out, of course, on blackmensmentalhealth.com. All new pages up, all new uh, pages up. So you can follow it a lot easier because people have some troubles following the podcast or listening. So you can listen to this podcast and every other podcast up on there. You can listen to me every Monday night live live on my radio station, the culture radio. You can go to cultureradio.com. You can download the app on Google and iTunes, and you can go to my personal page, castlewilliams.com and check out this podcast and everything else I'm doing from my, uh, from my uh, product brand to my books and, and stuff like that. Okay. Until next time.